All right, everybody, we're rolling. Welcome to Rolling Real Estate. Today we got Ryan Allison, we got Adam Ranville, Ryan Kelly, and Nick Pinozzi. Let's just start right off the bat with you, Ryan Allison. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. Um, I'm actually a new agent here at Remax Eclipse, but um, first and foremost, I'm a real estate investor. That kind of that's the path that led me to become a licensed real estate. Mm -hmm. But um, spent the last basically eight years of my adult life uh, in the car business in New Jersey. So a little change of pace, coming back to Michigan and starting in the real estate world. Nice. How about you, Nick? Well, been in real estate for about five years now. Um, after I got out of the military, I went into, uh, started studying engineering, working in the automotive business. Um, that was awful and I was miserable, so I followed my uh, cousin Ryan Kelly into real estate and got my license, started selling houses, and then now I'm uh, owner of the Remax Eclipse brand and loving life. Beautiful. Ryan Kelly? Hey guys, it's Ryan. Uh, got in real estate about five years ago as well. Um, was a medic for the Marine Corps prior to. Um, attended Wayne State, tried to do the whole school thing. Uh, I, I did enjoy it, and then I met Levin. Uh, ruined everything. Just kidding, man. <laughs> just wow. kidding, just kidding. No, yeah, ruined yeah, it for no. the better, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. No, yeah. he tells me that every day. <laughs> no, no, honestly, it's been one of the biggest uh, supporters of my entire life. Uh, mentors, leaders I've looked up to uh, in most aspects of business. And you know, when I got into real estate, wanting to have all that glitz and glamour, found out quickly it wasn't like that. Um, and then when the franchise conversation started getting kicked around, I asked to be a part of it and he took me under his wing and, and then now we're here with three different offices, a mortgage company, title company, um, and it's, it's truly been a blessing. Yes, it has. Uh, thank both of you guys, Nick and Ryan. Adam, special guest today. Yes, yes. Thank you for having me, Levin. Who uh, are you and what do you do? So my name Adam Ranville. I am a professional speaker. I started actually accidentally, or you could say accidentally, or divine intervention, or it was planned to be, but I started doing this 18 years old. I got an opportunity when I was at uh, Oakland University, the director of the financial aid office came up to me and she said, you know, Adam, I, I see you walking around the office, you're fun, you're outgoing, you're, you're witty, you make people laugh. I have to do a presentation after we come back from Christmas break and I physically can't do it. I get on stage, I get sick, I'll vomit, my jaw locks up, my skin turns white, I physically can't do it. She goes, I'll give you an extra $500 on your paycheck if you would get up and do this presentation for me. And I'm 18, I'm like, what, hell yeah. I never made $500 for 40 minutes of talking before. So I immediately said yes. I went up, she gave me barely any information, so all I knew what to do was to make it motivational, blew it out of the park, and I have been addicted ever since. You can say that was my, my shot of heroin, that was my addiction right there. So from that moment, I have been moving forward as a speaker, and I've been in love with it ever since. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go, go, you know, that's, that's awesome though. I think all of us have a story where we had a moment like that, the kind of a light bulb went off in our heads oh. and kind of changed it, changed our, our shifted our lives a little bit and pushed us in a different direction than kind of what we, what we thought we came to this earth to do, you know, like you met that person that day. Right. And if they didn't push you in that direction and created the opportunity for you, you may never have done that. You never knew that opportunity was there. You know, for you too, Ryan, you know, you never thought about real estate. I never no. thought about real estate no, I mean, until I, until I sold my first house and I got a paycheck at the end. It's like, man, I should be doing this for a living. This is great. Right. Well, I mean, both of us, we didn't. Yeah. I mean, we both had different, well, all of us probably had different all trajectories, but you and I have known each other for a very long time. And I mean, we both probably, I can 
safe to assume both neither of us thought we'd definitely be doing this, but um, it's definitely been a life lesson. You know, some curveballs here and there, but you know, it's it's by far one of the best things I've done outside of having my children and friends. You were going to be a awesome. chef. Yeah, really. Like, you got to be a restaurateur. Yeah, really. I, oh, I started yeah. with culinary school and working at a restaurant. What was your specific thing that you cooked? Macaroni. Uh, macaroni was, you know, <laughs> Seriously. Hot dogs and the noodles macaroni. and hot dogs. Um, <laughs> no, he was, a, he was a very good chef. Yeah, I didn't have a special. It was just like kind of everything. I was a chef at a restaurant, then a sous chef at a country club, and then okay. a private chef for celebrities and some people with some big dollars. And oh, then wow. uh, it just hit me one day, get into real estate. Don't ask me how or why. It just hit me probably like these guys too. And I made that switch from employee to entrepreneur. That's actually what I wanted to ask everybody in the car, you know, meeting all different people from all different walks of life with what I do. Let me actually ask you first, cause you said you started in New Jersey. Yeah, so, so I... Um, what brought you from, are you originally from Michigan or so you went yeah, from I'm, New Jersey, from Michigan to New Jersey, then back to Michigan? Yep, so I, I, um, I started out in Michigan, went to school, played football in college. Like that was my path in my head. You know, I was gonna go. I played for Michigan State. Oh, you're a so, Go so green. My, I'm saying that right now. Go, go green. green. <laughs> go white. So in my head in college, you know, I didn't look past football practice. You know, my end goal was trying to play in the NFL. And then when that doesn't work out, like you kind of pick up your chips. Like, all right, what's next? You know, you have to kind of recreate yourself. And um, you know, through my time in college. I developed a great friendship um, with my, you know, my best friend to, to this day, and his family had businesses in New Jersey. And um, first time I went to the guy's house, he had a Bentley and a Ferrari in the driveway. And I told myself then, if this guy ever gives me an opportunity to come work for him, he obviously knows what he's doing. I'm gonna say yes. Um, so that day came. You know, I was gonna take a job out west. Um, I had actually had a food service background. I went. I had a degree in hospitality business from Michigan State. Okay. And much like Levin, you know, I was gonna get into the restaurant industry, the entertainment industry. Um, you know, this guy called me up. So, what are you thinking? Like, I've met you. You know, you'd be a great salesman and I'm buying car dealerships and I want you to be a part of it. It's like, all right. So again, in my head, like this guy is successful. I want to, you know, success follows success. I want to mirror. And if I he like says, that. I love that actually. if success he says, um, I could be good at it, I'm going to trust this guy and he's going to push me along. And, you know, through that, you know, I was an employee, uh, you know, I worked for him, you know, he was a great mentor and pushed me out of my comfort zone and, and pushed me into sales and just seeing the opportunities that, you know, businesses create. And he told me the whole time, he goes, you know, one day you're going to own your own business. You know, one day you're going to own your own dealership. And that was in my head. I wanted to, to so stick in it. he was constantly firing up your Yes, yeah, always. Like, whatever. Yeah, and I was very fortunate to have someone like that in my life. Um, you know, my what family. Was this mentor? Uh, if, you don't, if you don't mind me asking. Or do you want to keep him private? Yeah, we're not going to put that in this. We will. Okay. <laughs> okay. But we'll explain that later. But it's, um, it's true. you got to have somebody But, but yeah, so, I mean, when I grew up. You know, my, my parents had jobs. You know, everyone I knew, their, their parents had jobs. That's, and that was I think all of, pretty much all our parents were like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, so like if you had a friend and their parents made, you know, $80,000 a year, they, they were rich. They, they you know, were like, doing they, well. Yeah. Like you want to be like them and follow their path. But, you know, he kind of opened up a, my eyes in a different light that, um, you know, there's different ways to go about life. And, you know, to be your own boss, that was something that was always intriguing to me, but I was always afraid to make that leap. You don't have that security blanket. You know, but once I, you know, worked long enough and I had a little nest egg saved up and um, some opportunities presented themselves, it was time to just to pull the trigger. Right. And when I moved back, you know, Ryan and I are good friends uh, back to 
Middle school. Middle school, yeah. Six, oh, and wow. Sixth grade. Yep. Y'all saw. Yeah, oh, so yeah. I saw Ryan all over Facebook. We hadn't talked in like eight or nine years, probably. And I just reached out and said, hey, I see you're into real estate. It seems like you know what you're doing. Think about flipping houses. I don't know the first thing about it. I bought a couple of houses when I was in New Jersey. And um, I figured this is the man I'm going to talk to. So, you know, we went and uh, looked at a couple different houses. And, you know, I was anxious to make that first step. And you know, I knew I would regret not trying it at least once in the back of my head i always wanted to flip a house and it was scary yeah we actually just passed the first one yeah yeah we just drove by it yeah yeah just drove by the first house i flipped so wow we, we put an offer on it um it was on the market for like an hour i went to the bank i got a fifty thousand dollar emd check certified check got sucked right out of my account and handed it to ryan so let's make an offer it's like no idea what I was going to do. Just kind of having that blind faith that, hey, you know, people are doing this, they're successful at it. There's no reason I can't be. Right. So, just uh, taking your first step. Yeah, yeah just got to take that first there. step. You know, we walked in the house. I got it. We're like kind of looking at each other. Like, what's, what's <laughs> what next? Now? What now? Like, am I going to fix this? Like, what do we do? It's like, hey, I know this guy. And, you know, things kind of snowballed from there. But, you know, it all started with just kind of stepping out of my comfort zone and, and inside me, not, you know, feel like I'm not living up to my potential, mm -hmm. that I should be doing something more. Everybody I has that. I'm yeah, I and swear just, you see that more and more now. Yeah, and you just gotta take that leap and step, out, step outside your comfort zone. And Well, know, let me ask, because I heard, uh, how many people in here are were in the military? Were there two people in here? Yeah, my cousin I, and I So from, because see my father, my grandfather, my cousin, I have, a, I have a handful of people in my family that are in my immediate family that were in the military. Uh, my question I want to ask then as far as becoming an entrepreneur, how much did that specific military background, which teaches you to become self-generating, how much did that play into a factor of you becoming a successful business person? In your I think it plays a huge factor as far as mentality is concerned because I think we're uh, callous to some, to a lot of the troubling times, you know, the downtimes, if you will, in sales in general, uh -huh. um, in the sense of just got to kind of push through it. I, I in, the, in my military career, I, I uh, got to a point where I was in charge of a small team of medics, right? And so being in charge in the military, they do kind of give you free reign to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. um, and I think having that uh, ability in the military and then bring it to what we call a civilian life made a big, big difference because a little more hardened, a little more calluses, you know, things and being able to tell people to push through some stuff or, you know, it's going to be okay. It's, you know, that, that in a very basic sense of looking at it makes a huge difference because you're going to have bad times. You're going to have months with zero money. You're going to have, you know, a hard time finding business, but just knowing in the back of your mind that it's going to be all right and being able to put, connect the mental toughness and knowing that and really kind of push through anything. It, it, it gets you through a lot, especially in, in real estate, because it's not always, you know, glitz and glam like people see on TV. I know it's a cliche thing to say, but it's very true. It's nothing like that. You do have to take care of people. Right. You do have to stay busy, busy continuously, and you do have to be honest, and you do have to cherish relationships with people, because as soon as all that goes away, so does your bank account, so does your reputation, so does, I mean, everything hangs on your word in this mm -hmm. industry, I think. Um, and as soon as that's gone, it's a wrap. You better go figure something else out. It, it sounds like pretty much everybody in here has a really individual, specific, unique story. Who, who in here has the most wild transition? And what I'm saying is, 
as far as who in here has the biggest aha moment where they were like, you know what, I am not going to be a person that works a nine to five. I'm not going to be a person that builds another man or another woman's dream. Who had the biggest slap in your face aha moment that said, you know what, I need to go out and self-generate and do something where my skill set can provide the type of income. Nick's got a pretty good story. Mine's pretty good. So when I got out of the military, I started working uh, at my stepfather's company. Um, pretty, I had a pretty straight, easy shot upwards in the ranks, uh-huh. just because of who I was, I guess. What What was the company? Uh, it was called Chassis Automotive. Oh, so the you auto, sold automotive, like automotive manufacturing plant. Okay. And you know, I started from the bottom, and I was quickly working my way up. And um, along with my degree, or going working towards my degree, I think that that was the biggest left turn was cutting off that opportunity to. To, to grow in that company and just to go straight into real estate and, and work, you know, do it. something completely new that our entire family had never even dabbled in. Yeah, a, if you don't know, Nick and our cousins, yeah. our uh-huh. family is, uh, grew up in the automotive industry. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah so our Well, my, my dad's with GM. My dad yeah, and my uncles are with GM. My grandfather was real high up in Ford. What, okay. what was it, Nick, that got you to pull the trigger and say, all right, I'm doing this? I'm, I'm not. I'm walking Almost away. Almost like a drill sergeant, Wayne. Sit that one there. You better do this now. <laughs> Besides that, you know, me I too. I think it was the first time I walked into the office with Ryan and met Levin. It's kind of really sat down and just everybody's pretty happy. I think that was the main thing. Oh, fact, I every love time that. I walked, I was walking around the factory. You know, everybody's miserable. Oh, everybody can you emphasize that again? Friday. Everybody, you know, just they pretty much hate their life. They I just do it for the paycheck, and I walked in the office, and everybody is super happy. I'm like, shit, why can I be happy like yeah. this? That is that is probably the the literally the best thing yeah. you've said. I see that with so many people who are zombies Monday through Friday, and then here it is Saturday. I can go out, I can drink tequila, I can have fun. Then they have that Sunday night anxiety when you're coming into Monday morning because they despise what they do, and they go on autopilot. They go on a robotic routine, a hypnotic rhythm, five days out of the week, and they only live for two days. Right. So yeah. that's that's a huge. And I was like that too. I had a, I had horrible day jobs that I had to do in order to get where I'm at now. But um, well, let me ask this thing because I hear people talking about school and school and school. You went to Michigan State. Uh, I went to Oakland University. A couple other places. Anybody in here actually using their college education? No, no, no. <laughs> well, no. I take that back. Some of my accounting classes have really helped they, me out wait, doing the books and stuff. With I have a twist on that. There's some classes I wish I had paid more attention in that may have helped. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But, that's fair. No, I mean, I mean, I'm not. I'm not using. I'm not. I'm not using it at I'm all. I'm not using yeah. my education at all. I think maybe like the structure of school, like the social atmosphere, yeah, I mean, networking yeah. and things like that. Yeah. I think you learn a lot more from okay, it. Yeah, yeah, but like the day to day of what we do, you know, <coughs> we could have left high school right away yeah. and be doing exactly what we're doing right now. Has but, anybody in here when you were in in college, did any of you ever take a sales class? No. Think about that carefully. Do you notice no. how a college does not have a sales course? No. They yeah. do not actually teach you how to sell. No, it's funny too, and at all the, the that's criminal to me. But you're paying thousands yeah. of dollars to go to a school. Now, if you weren't on athletic scholarship, going to Michigan State is what thirty grand, yeah, thirty thirty five yeah. grand. Yeah. And you want to go into business, and you want to get this big accreditation. You know, I went to Michigan State. I got this business degree. I want to go out and do something in the world. You know what class you didn't take? Sales. Sales. Yeah. So and all the career me, affairs and everything, like any good. Um, Anything that you make more than thirty-five grand a year, at least when I was coming out, is you needed to apply for a sales job. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Like that's what you had to do to earn like decent money. And uh, for me, look at me. I ended up in car sales. My first real job outside mm-hmm. of college, I was a car salesman. Uh-huh. And the first car I sold was a used car. So I was a used car salesman. 
and sales scared this scared the crap out of but me. Like, were, I never wanted to do that. You were actually, I don't know if you realize this, because I was an athlete too. You were a salesman when you were playing college football. Yeah. You were selling yourself to the NFL. Yeah. So everything we do in, in any form, any discussion, whether you're going out on a date, whether you're going out flipping a house, whether you're going out selling cars, everything is a form of a sale because it's a type of a, a form of communication. I, I, let me ask this, because I'm always interested to hear this. What is the weirdest, wildest, craziest sale that one of you ever been on? Just the weirdest thing happened. Like a husband blacked out and fell down and cut his head open. No, we, I or mean, Nick what is I, a crazy sale moment? The only, the only one that I can remember off the top of my head right now is it actually involved him too, is uh, some clients of ours almost got in a fight in her office. <laughs> yeah, what? I wasn't involved. You were the listing like The clients involved. came into the office you knew to square it up. Happen. That's it why you didn't like like, like <laughs> yeah. it was a plan. Meet me at Remax Eclipse. No, no, I'm no. on my way. No, we were supposed to close on the property. This, gentleman, this lovely gentleman was the yep. listing agent and, and uh, bailed. No, he didn't bail. He was, I, I, I knew there was going to be trouble. Yeah, oh. so he, he knew there was going to be an issue and he just didn't show up. And, uh, so, so Levin was client, smart. Yeah, exactly. He, so the client showed up. There were some things that weren't done uh, post-inspection prior to closing. Yeah, there were some things that needed to be fixed that yeah. were not. And our client was the buyer and he was pretty cool about it all. He asked for some money and he'd call it good. Uh, and I think it was some trivial, like $1,500 for, trivial in the sense of the repairs, I think exceeded like seven or eight grand. Yeah. So he wasn't asking for much. Okay. And all right. the guy basically told him, you know, flip sands. Yeah. And, and then they started getting into it. We started getting louder at the closing table. got louder and louder and louder. And we basically just had to walk both of them out. It got pretty intense, so I I thought I was gonna have to get involved physically. Well, let's let's actually go yeah, into. I was that. not looking forward to that because both of them. Well, the one our buyer was a pretty big dude, so really it sucked. Yeah. Let's, yeah. And the seller was uh, <laughs> not all there mentally. No, it was. Oh, so it could have been. Combo. So it actually could have yeah. been yeah. something. It could have been. It was a I biker think, dude. So yeah, probably had already a had a gun on him. You could have had some furniture yeah. moving in the office, basically. One hundred percent. Well, let me let, let, let me ask this then. So there was okay. So you take a big conflict and a big negative yeah. situation like that. What did you do? Did you salvage it? Did were you? Yeah. Able so to salvage? Yeah, what did you do to do that? Yeah, we didn't salvage that deal. But Nick got him uh, accepted uh, in another house. But I think the biggest takeaway, though, is because of how we treated the buyers prior to that, they understood us at a personal level. So there was authenticity we before. Right, and we were able to okay. laugh, laugh it off afterwards. And I think if we didn't do that prior to that argument or whatever, it probably would have been really awkward for them to come back and talk to us because they may have been embarrassed or whatever the case may be. Uh -huh. But we were able to laugh it off and you know move forward and, and they got them, you know, another deal accepted. But that was by far probably one of the craziest yeah. ones. Mm. Us, us, on a personal note, I mean, we've we've seen some other stuff where you know houses maybe yeah, shouldn't have appraised or passed sure inspections. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking about uh, I'm thinking about one of my recent deals. Uh, it was actually the second flip I did, um, the Eagle Lake house over here. Yeah, and I go to the closing table. Actually, I think oh, I already yeah. wired. I paid uh, for it. Done deal. This is good. And the, I mean. <laughs> If he's listening, I'm sorry, but that was a little different, right? And uh, like, hold on, what do you mean by different? What was? Uh, just a little he's just different. A strange dude. bird. Yeah, yeah just he was just dude. very. Strange. You know, you come across those people. Nothing wrong with that. You know, yeah, everyone's just, got their own thing. Yeah, he's a different he's just dude. Very strange. So uh, it was a kind of delayed getting to the closing I'm table. To picture him in my head right now. What yeah. he looks like. Yeah, no, you probably Google him, but um, he would show up. 
if you Google his name. Oh, really? Yeah, we yeah. can talk offline. Yeah, we'll talk offline. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, right. so so I come to the closing table. Like, it was kind of a hike to get there. His you know, name's Jeff Glover. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Busted. That was Levin. Blew my cover. Wait, really? That's who it was? No. no. Yes. Wow, Jeff. So uh, we're actually getting close to that house. Maybe we should drive by it. But uh, so, you know, we go through it as an off-market deal. Um, uh -huh. One of the agents from the office brought it to me, and it was a good deal. Everything on paper made sense. So I was like, I'm going to buy it. It's my second deal. I was using the funds from the first one to roll into this one. And uh, he wanted to be in the house for a little bit because he was moving to Tennessee. And there was some miscommunication that he thought he could be in the house longer than I wanted him to be there. Granted, it's my second deal. I got a lot of money rolled up into it. I need mm -hmm. to turn my money and move on to the next. Huh. He proceeds to say he wants to be in the house for another month. I already paid for it. He's gonna live there rent free uh, without paying. Well. Without paying, yeah. no right? utilities, no nothing. Awful. And I'm like, so what's <laughs> gonna prevent you from being a squatter? So it, it got really heated, and um, you know we're going back and forth. And this I, is at the closing. Thing, this right? is at the closing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just me person. and him. It was getting pretty late, and uh, it's like, dude, I don't know what we're gonna do here. I need my money back. Like I was asking the title agent, like, how do I get my money back? Like I don't feel comfortable doing this deal. So we're like at each other's throats. But we ended up figuring it out. We signed an addendum, this and that. He promised he was gonna be out. I had to take his word for it. At the end of all of this, he looked at me and says, where are you going after this? I was like, I'm going back to Plymouth. That's where I live. He goes, you mind driving me home? Uh, what? I'm like, hey, you drove him home, didn't what? you? I drove him home, man. Yeah. I drove him home. Yeah. You got to service your I client. Did. Yeah, I was like, listen, whatever, man. Okay, I want to ask this. So what What did you talk about on the way home? Yeah, so you know Thankfully, today. it was a short drive, but I was like. Today was a little while. Yeah, I was like, so. so like, did you really I, mean the things you said, Yeah, sir? I, I, had just, I, I was like, listen, you got to understand where I'm coming from, though. I got a, got a young kid, I got a family, like, God forbid I get hit by a bus. Like, I don't want my wife coming trying to figure out what's going on. Why is this dude in this house I own? But it ended up working out, and he's an okay guy. And the funny thing was, like, my biggest concern was, like, I don't know this guy. He drive me home. He's a little different kind of dude. Like, he might just stay in this house. You hear the horror stories of people yeah. just squatting and stuff. Yeah. So we get in the car. I was like, you understand where I'm coming from, right? He goes, oh, yeah, absolutely. The person I brought the, bought the house from, they squatted for, like, two months. Oh. I had to kick him out. <laughs> so you know what I'm talking about. He's like, yeah, I'd go there at 7 a.m. every day. I'd turn on the radio full blast, turn on the lights. I'd wake him up and shake the bed. I'm like, you are a different what? dude. You, like, you just confirmed that. Wow. I would yeah. I would have paid somebody to yeah. get him out of there at that point. So, outside of it's my terrible. numerous crazy car transactions, awesome. that was definitely an odd one for me. Yeah, I, bet the, I bet the car hey, world was fun. Yeah, can you drive me home? Yeah, I bet the Well, we're almost back to the office, guys. Let's uh, wrap this up. Ryan Allison, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, sure. So, uh, my email address, it's uh, Ryan Allison RE, like real estate, RyanAllisonRE at gmail.com. Um, like I said, I'm a full-time real estate investor. Uh, buying holds, fix and flip. That's what I specialize in. I'm, I get my hands dirty. I do the work myself. I have a crew. I have lots of subs, but I'm also a licensed real estate agent. So buying and selling, it can help you out with that as well. Beautiful. Nick Finozzi, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, my email is nickanthony1, the number one at outlook.com. Uh, or you can look our uh, brokerage website up if you're interested in possibly joining. It's Eclipse Realtors dot com www.eclipserealtors.com or check us out on facebook remax clips or if you're looking to buy or sell house it's slash the property cousins nice <laughs> i the like other, that the other property cousin ryan kelly ryan kelly uh email is ryan kelly at remax.net um again same websites you can find myself as well uh and if you're looking to join, we'd love to have you. We're trying to grow our brokerage with quality people, as you can see in this car. This is, this is the type of people we hang out with. Nothing but the best. Nothing Absolutely. But the best. Nothing it's, but the it's best. It's a beautiful thing. 
uh, it's great people involved, um, and that's how you can get a hold of me. Beautiful. Adam, any any uh, final last words of wisdom, and how can people get a hold of you? Well, first thing I want to say is to the two uh, to the two gentlemen in here that served in the military, coming from a military family, I do want to extend my congratulations. I want to extend my gratitude and appreciation to you for servicing and being a part of the military. So thank you to both of you for that. I truly do appreciate you and your service. The second thing is, is to get a hold of me. Uh, you can, I run a lot of my stuff through Instagram. You can just look me up, Adam Renata Ranville, very simple. You can add me on there, follow me. I got photos and videos and links and stories and everything. You can come to my website, renataentertainment.com. Or you can get me on my direct email, amazonmaryranville at gmail.com. And I'm Levin Wood. Thank you all for listening. It's rolling real estate, baby. Rolling real estate. Yes. Rolling, baby. Rolling. We never stop. <laughs>